that you fuckers had a bad time? I'm not the shark. Piece of shit. I'm not a fish. Woo! I'm not an avalanche. Come forth. I'm a man. Oh, princess of doctors. What's the difference if Bruce Springsteen is a Shidoshi? Your Puritan upbringing holds you back from my monsters, but it certainly doesn't hurt your art of kissing. Welcome to the podcast about life, love, and all the gimmicks. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. Wearing a Bret Hart shirt. What do you think of the, this Bret Hart shit that's been going down with, with some dude tackling him at, at the fucking uh, Hall of Fame and all this bullshit? It's work. It's a work? It's a work for the big Bret Hart comeback. <laughs> no, man. Why, is the product that bad that they got to bring Bret Hart back? Hey, man. Never know. No, that's some bullshit, though, man. Like, where's security? What was what is the story? Like I've only seen the videos of the guy tackling him. I mean, what's the build up? Like what is the thing here? Uh, I mean, he's doing the the Hall of Fame induction speech thing and just gets tackled by some asshole in a Rasta hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did this guy have beef with him or what? Dude, I don't know. Like uh, all I've seen his comments say is that it just seemed like the right time. <laughs> when is the right time to ever tackle a guy, an to elderly guy? An elderly guy that's had a stroke like, while he's talking about his dead brother-in-law. Like, <sighs> what? what? What is your end game here? Like, what, do you, what is your goal? Because he got the ever-living shit kicked out of him. Oh, of course he did. I saw that. It was a gang pile. It looked <sighs> like a scrim at a fucking rugby match. Man, I don't know. I don't know what Rasta was thinking, but it wasn't one <laughs> love. I'll tell you that. His, his name's Rasta from now on. <laughs> but I mean, like, where? What is paid security doing? You know, like, you sleeping on the job. They didn't figure anybody at a hall of a hall of fame induction speech would bum rush an elderly man who Not just had now. a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh. the, the the security had been asleep in this world. They're not aware that there are crazy motherfuckers. Maybe, out there. maybe the security we see in angles is like the actual security they have. Just uh, totally useless cartoon Keystone Cop shit. <laughs> they knew all about this. They were in on it. <laughs> total work. <laughs> it was a total fucking work. Rasta paid him off in Bob Marley CDs. Oh, speaking of fucking works, Seth. We've been waiting. I've been building this up for months. Oh, geez. Here on the podcast. I'm so excited. You better temper your excitement. No, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. So, obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Listeners of all the gimmicks, you should know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've been talking up Cookie Jar Heaven cookie jar. for at least a year now. Heaven. That's the afterlife of cookie jars. That is what a world of cookie jar... Repension? Is that a is word? that a word? I don't think so. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's like a lifetime of serving the cookie. This is where I, it brings you. you know? Are you still drunk from Wasteland? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go with it. Repension. Repension. Uh, <laughs> repent You're a repension. All right. Well, let's let's hear about it. Well. I before I uh, I get too deep into this, if you check over in the chat here, Seth, I, I, okay. I presented I a little link. link. I see a link. I'm clicking. You see that link? link? 
don't press play on it until we're you have that up and you're ready. Let me know when it's when it's up and you're ready to play this. It's up and I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Oh, there's a problem playing the audio file. What's that? Is it playing? No. Oh shit. Okay, <laughs> don't play it yet. Let me. <laughs> Okay, let me give you a little introduction here to this clip. This few is a weeks, bad gimmick. This is a bad gimmick. This is a bad gimmick? Yeah, audio files that won't play is a bad gimmick. It says it won't play. Yeah, it's telling me to download it or eat my ass or something. Okay, we'll download the fucking thing. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, gotta download this bullshit. Fucking yeah, fucking do it. it. It ain't that tough. You can uh, do it. I don't know what you're making me download, man. I'm gonna be like Tub Girl 4. It's, it's only fucking it's only one of the 15 million different viruses I've accumulated since somebody in the, all the gimmicks group decided to sign my Astro Radio Z podcast at gmail.com email up to every Malaysian dating site that's out there. Let me tell you, that's my second favorite gimmick right now. Going on. <laughs> Why? It was like a week straight. Yeah. I kept getting it was first. It was Malaysian dating dot com. To Astro Radio Z podcast at gmail.com. Then two days later, I start getting like email notifications from MuslimDating.com. You can't have that. What the fuck? If if this is the kind of listeners we have here and fans we have here on the podcast, Seth, I don't want any more fucking listeners. Are you against Muslims, dude? I'm against motherfuckers signing me up on dating sites that I want nothing to do with. I think it's hilarious. Well, okay. Listeners of all the gimmicks, sign Seth up for all the fucking Muslim and Malaysian dating sites. Not that funny. (laughs) Why? Are you sure you don't want some nice Muslim men in turbans? You don't want them liking you? I just don't want to be bothered. Wow, I think it's all work. It's because I there was no pictures. Are are guys really that desperate for to smash with people uh, that don't have picture profile pictures? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to find this fucking file now. Okay, so it downloaded. Yeah, it downloaded somewhere. What the hell is it called? It's called because it now the iPhone. This is a terrible gimmick. iPhone names your voice memos as the location of where you recorded them so the name of the file is baymont inn in suites delavan near lake geneva okay that rolls right off yeah i know it's i totally will remember that fucking title um so let me know when you find it i'll build this up a little bit so blay came back to work that delavan wrestling angle again and of course, I brought some more dudes with me, and it was just as ridiculous as the last time. So we get there, and we may have had a drink or three. So the file, when you do finally find it, we may be tipsy on this recording. I may be slurring my speech. Blade may be inebriated. In this file. Okay. okay, you got it? Yeah. All right. Rewind it to the beginning and let's let's sync this again. We need to do this live. Uh, Fuck okay. it. We're going to do it live, Seth. All right, let's do it. All right. You ready? Three, yeah. two, one, go. 
Hey, fellow listeners of all the gimmicks, I got some really awful fucking news to tell you. Blade Braxton, I'm here in Delvin, Wisconsin. We promised you assholes fucking cookie jar having. Blade, you want to break the hearts of all, all the children in all of America and all the menopause? Women in America, sure. why we're not hitting up cookie jar heaven? What's 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 the angle? What's it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've developed smoker's cough in the past year since I've been on the show. <laughs> it has not absolutely nothing to do with me. <laughs> so, who are you pushing this off on? <laughs> I'm gonna blame Jesus. <laughs> So so Jesus came down and ruined our chances of going to fucking cookie jar heaven. What did he have to say that ruined everything? He didn't say anything. I don't believe he really exists. But these people here in Delavan, Wisconsin, believe he exists. Is he exists? So when illness strikes, they blame it on baby Jesus. Now, I'm a very, believe it or not, despite, the, despite this slurring in my voice, I'm a very... Res- <laughs> I'm a very fucking responsible person. So so much so that I went and I logged on to their website yesterday just to double check that we could pull this gimmick off by, by going to the fucking cookie jar heaven. And I did. And that's when tragedy struck. What? Okay, I didn't hear about this. You were waiting. When were you going to pop this on me? I didn't want to tell you yesterday because I didn't want you to get disappointed. I figured I'd bring it to you when you were at a few shots in you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a kind. Don't let anybody ever tell you you're not a kind and gentle soul. Mate. I'm a gentleman and an alcoholic. <laughs> now, I mean, let me read you the sad news. If this was my podcast, we'd have the sad news music going. I will play cue sad music Q- now. <laughs> oh, this is so vague. This might as well be vague book. The cookie jar heaven vague book. Please note, March 19th, 2019 through about... How, how fucking vague is that? Through about April 1st, 2019, we will be closed... Due to medical issues. What do you think? What do you suppose we medical issues are? I truly believe that. I don't know. It was an older woman that was there. What could have been the problem? She wasn't that old. She, she was at old? most maybe 49. Diabetes? Oh, God damn it. I wish it was 20, 2005 so I could be vulgar and not be politically uncorrect. This is all the gimmicks. You can be as vulgar as you no, fucking want to be on this gimmick. Do it. I don't know. Yeah. Why are you being so chaste on my podcast? Yeah, maybe it was one of those tit things. I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. This went it in a weird, have, weird direction. It wouldn't ahead. have mattered. It wouldn't matter if this woman was having issues with her tits or vagina or her colon. The motherfuckers are closed on Sunday oh, anyway. Oh, my God. And so, that's just because of this medical issue No, shit. it's not. That's their normal no, hours? They're closed Monday through Saturday due to the medical issue. This weekend? No, I think this is everything. They're always closed on Sunday. The last fucking show. How the fuck did we get? Oh, cause because it was, it was a Friday Saturday. night. It was a Friday night show. It was a Friday night show. You had to come off work early. You had to hustle down off work. Come down here. Blade. This is a tragedy. I feel like fucking Barry Gibb. Blade, the the universe and the stars and Crom are working straight against us about this. 
I think yep. you were right the first time. We should have bid I on it. I was right. Well, of course, you're going to fucking rub that shit in. I would have... I, we should have went to Cookie Jar Heaven, and you should have bought that fucking Jar Jar Binks fucking coffee mug. <laughs> now, you, I didn't tell you this, but I used that picture of me with the Jar Jar Binks on, uh, on, your co- on my Tinder profile oh, for many, great. many months. Awesome. Yes, I'm sure that got you laid. No, didn't get me laid once. Well, but. you're doing it wrong then, because <laughs> you should see some of the pictures that have gotten me laid. What are the pictures that work the best for you on dating apps? Uh, I, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the trauma pictures because. I ended up in the apartment of a woman who had a framed uh, 8x10 promotional glossy from Tromeo Juliet of Lemmy from Motorhead hanging in her front room. So what kind so of that, nasty shit did you get to do to her that night? I, no, that's, that's, that's confidential. You don't, you I don't, don't tell tales out of school? That one? I don't tell tales out of sodomy. No, I don't. <laughs> Okay, so oh, this, this is this is really disappointing, Blade. I didn't think Tell that this was what was going to happen. Well, you know, that's the thing with life, you know, medical problems. That's why you know you need to be healthy. Don't be like me, because that woman that runs Cookie Jar Heaven, she probably doesn't do the bad things I do, and she's in bad shape and has to close her shop down. What the fuck else is there to do here in Delavan? I came here tonight, totally telling my boy. First time he's been here. Oh, then the, we're going to walk into this joint, and oh, it's going to be the worst drinks he ever had down. in his whole it's life. A huge and oh, the drinks are actually decent. The drinks are decent, but I can see the disappointment on his face. That he's not going to get raped in the cookie jar. Fucking, <laughs> he's not going to. They're not going to open the jo- the doors to cookie jar heaven, and it's not going to be the razor wire room for, from Suspiria where we wow. just fall into it, and some hairy armed assailant knifes us in the gut repeatedly. Do you want to break in? We're in Delvin, Wisconsin on a Sunday. Okay, I'm not putting this down on uh, on document for for the police, who obviously already have it out for us here right. in Delvin. I mean, that's a story we haven't relinquished here. I mean, the last time we were here, uh, we we uncovered a secret conspiracy and plot here in Delvin, yeah. Wisconsin. Shady under underbelly government stuff. We're talking, about. Dustin. You want to tell us uh, about the the what we have turned the Delavan Hustle? Well, first of all, it's Dustin from That Wrestling Gimmick on the Astro Radio Z Network. I like this hard shill. I can, I, I'm totally about hard shills on these podcasts. I think I'm the only one that doesn't have a solo show on Astro Radio Z. Me and the woman with tit issues from Cookie Jar Heaven do not have a show. Everybody else has a show. This is true, Blade. You always could have a show whenever you want, but you just don't want to do it. But anyways... I've been busy. He's been... Boy, that's a whole story we get into another time. Dustin, I want to hear about the Delavan Hustle. Okay, so the Delavan Hustle is, well, we were out there and uh, we were told by the police that we were not going to get tickets for parking in a certain area that just happens to be on the square. The square, the main area where the hub of the town, the main block. This is a town of maybe 700 people. I was going to say 26, 27 people tops. 27 people tops in this town. Not not but 13 teeth in the whole town. This is true. I I, I can verify this. I counted. Meth is the main drug of choice here. Anyways. All right, let's focus. I digress. Not only one, not two, but three tickets were, were, were given that night. One was paid on time. Who who paid theirs on time? Oh, none of us actually. 
this is, if you really want me to get into this, and it, my blood's going to start boiling, I mean, I could really get into this. Do we want to get into it that deep? Because, I mean, we're talking... We're talking some serious underbelly stuff going on. It's collusion. On. It, there's a, a collusion between this hotel that runs the wrestling promotion here if and... Ever, if you've ever seen... And the police. If you've ever seen MacGyver, there's an episode on MacGyver where they get into the small town and the sheriff ends up being the bad guy. The sheriff? He's, he's putting people in jail to make money... This is, this has got to be a weird angle to try and hustle people that come here for ten measly fucking dollars. But ten turned into fifty. Well, it did turn into fifty, 50 after. after, after well, yeah, after There's, six months, and the okay. DMV sends me a, a letter saying that my license is re- or my registration on my car is revoked because this place didn't pay my fucking bill. <laughs> I'm sitting in. I'm sitting with. I'm sitting with Paula, who I do the podcast at Orgy Castle with, in my truck. Driveway. I pull in and I, I I get the mail out and we're looking at the mail and I'm like, what the fuck? So I get all the blade on the phone. I'm like, hey motherfucker, did you pay your bill? Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't pay that shit. Fifty dollars. I I talked to the police. I talked to the DMV. I talked to this hotel. All flat out denied it. Denied. Denial. Just Off like of a ten dollar bill. I would have paid the motherfucking ten dollar bill. Never happened. According to them, none of it happened. Had we had recorded documentation of that whole evening, we would have a full blown conspiracy. Justin, we have recorded documentation of some girl at a local bar getting all over a dude while Great Expectations by Gene Simmons is playing. Disgusting, it, despicable acts. It is in a public vicinity was just horrible. It is absolute blackmail material. It was it was pornographic. People people claim that Burn Bitch Burn by Kiss in the 80s is probably perhaps the most pornographic song they ever did, but Great Expectations is as easily off of Destroyer, their most famous record, easily the most pornographic. How many lives do you think it's destroyed just in that bar alone? Well, at least two. We have documented proof. I mean, Blade has it on his phone and Blade is working an angle on some local rat, so we're going to we're gonna end this here, so I'm sorry, listeners of all the gimmicks. Cookie Jar heaven was all for not and i know seth is crying right now on the podcast let's go back to seth and his reaction so seth what's your reaction yeah that that was a long clip but it was it was very necessary where are your thoughts on this predicament this is not meant to be we're not worthy of hearing about cookie jar heaven fuck we walked past this place okay as you had heard we may have had a few libations just a couple just a couple, just a couple nips, and uh, we had hit a few bars, just and on the just a couple, just a couple. Well, there are only a couple. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this place did only have like thirteen people in the whole town, and it's near Lake Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> that, at least that's what the file says that uh, I sent you. Um, and we walked past the Cookie Jar Heaven, the establishment, and lo and behold, said right there. Closed on for Sunday. Problems uh, on Sunday uh, for for tit problems. For yeah, tit I definitely problems. said for tit problems on the door. <laughs> I I don't understand how how you run a business like a like a cookie jar heaven. I mean, this is the type of kitschy touristy bullshit. You're only going to get people in on the weekends. 
Well, and, especially Sundays. When does anybody do anything on Sundays? Right. Like, you have to be open Saturday and Sunday, right? Well, I well, guess not here. So there it is. I have a feeling. Bullshit. It is cookie jar bullshit. Blade claims. And I know myself and I'm sure the listeners are getting sick of me saying this. Blade claims is coming back in May next month. Hey, I'll say this about Blade. I respect him for not telling you ahead of time, because if that was me, I'd cancel the trip. (laughs) Just shut down. (laughs) Are you talking from my perspective? No, yeah, yeah. If I was you. And he would have dropped that on me a day ahead of time. Blade, it would be nice to see you, but I'm just <laughs> I'm going to have to shut this whole situation down right now. Peace, brother. I'm entirely too disappointed to move. I can't, I can't move off the couch. I'm crying. Uh, I'm, I'm immobile. Gonna, I'm paralyzed. Uh, I'm going to drink the body weight of Delavan, Wisconsin in beer and hope I see the cookie jars in the afterlife because I'm done. <laughs> Speaking of drinking the weight of Delavan, Wisconsin, in beer, how was our good friend Rape Dungeon at Wasteland this this past weekend? I honestly don't know if this dude, like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen him actually bong a beer out of this thing. Oh, are you kidding me? Okay, well, I didn't see him this year, but he just carried the damn thing around like it was his goddamn baby. You're right, I have seen him. Okay, I was going to say, this dude, I don't think, listeners, you don't know what we're talking about. Seth went to Seminole Wasteland. We've been talking about it the last few episodes, gearing up to it. Seth went. Obviously, I didn't go. I went and saw Joe Bob Briggs in Milwaukee, and it was wonderful. He was just as hilarious as I thought he would be. But we there's a guy. I don't know. Have we ever talked about Rape Dungeon I on this we podcast? We've had to. On this okay. one? Ooh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not I don't know if I want to tell the tale of fucking rape dungeon on this yeah. podcast. Maybe, maybe. But anyways, there's this dude we call Rape Dungeon that literally is so fucking drunk from the moment he wakes up until the moment he passes out that it's surprising and shocking that the guy can even stand upright. Yeah. Well, upright is pushing it. Well, when that guy walks, the bottom half of his body is a good three feet ahead of the top half. Of his body. <laughs> it's kind of like that weird shaggy walk in Scooby Doo, where he's just kind of lagging behind his own legs. You know? like, and he always has the same plastic skull and spine bong, beer bong. He's had that thing. I've been going there since 2011, I think. And he has had it since then. Whether he's washed it or not, nobody knows. No, I'm I'm, I'm going to take the the under on zero. <laughs> or if maybe somebody took, if he passed out in a yard, somebody took a hose to it and him at some point. Yes, we're lucky. If we're lucky. <laughs> so, do you have any good rape dungeon stories? There's a yes, yeah. I think the the best one is Saturday night. He's in you know, rape dungeon form, slurring his words, can't understand a goddamn thing he's saying. <laughs> and this is briefly after I got uh, egg salad, cough, and Joe to give the introduction to my buddy Lane for being a first timer. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Yeah, it's a video I posted in the group. It was so incomprehensible. I didn't even realize oh, that was egg salad, cough, and Joe. Yeah, man, that's him, except he was egg salad, Hunter S. Thompson this time. 
from fear and loathing. Uh, oh, I, that, it, it just gets better all the time. Yeah. It's the same, you know, uh, rehashed, completely scripted introduction he gave me two years ago, two or three years ago when we were there. And he's quotes some fucking line from Quills. Like anybody's fucking seen Quills. I have Quills on DVD. Okay. But, but I don't remember it at all. It's not a movie you're dropping uh, quotes from. Anyway, it's something about welcome to our madhouse. I'm sure you'll feel at home or something fucking like that. And it's in everybody's whole, size. It's it's this whole drawn out thing before that, though, where you're like, oh, it's your first time. Well, here's what I say the first time. Blah, blah. And, you know, he fucking talks a mile a minute and he gets nervous halfway through and starts laughing. And he has a stutter sometimes. So he drops this this uh, introduction on my buddy Lane, who had calmed down severely from the first night. We'll get into that, I guess. Oh, boy, I need to hear this. Uh, he was basically me from night one of my first year. Oh, so so an hour in, he was he was giving each other fucking ch- sweet chin music. He was yeah. giving to other dudes. Yeah, he was actually, so fucking jacked. He was blackout drunk by nine. and i kind of there was a moment where i thought i'm gonna have to stop him from getting beat up (laughs) listeners seth and i have known each other since the late 90s on on horror message boards first time i meet the guy we're excited first time meeting each other he's already pre-gamed like a motherfucker drank (laughs) half a bottle of jim (laughs) bean You came into that room ready to fucking go. Dude, you guys showed up at like 1030 that night. I had to, you know. <laughs> well, we did have to drive like halfway around Cleveland just yeah, to find true. fucking Strohs. <laughs> that nobody drank. Yeah, that nobody fucking drank <laughs> because now beer Blade has a quote unquote beer allergy. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Okay. Your so- bud. So he's getting the uh, the introduction. Come on, Madhouse. I, I trust you'll find yourself at home. <laughs> Island of the Dead. Never forgot nope. that one. Nope. Nope. House of the Dead. Nope. Night of the Living Dead. Quills. 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 That's my fourth guess. Quills with Jeffrey Rush. The Michael Caine. Michael Caine's. Administrator comes into the uh, comes into the the Sheridan Asylum and, and Jeffrey Rush is there as the Marquis de Sade and he and he and he's, uh, he's, uh, and he, they're introducing him as a welcome to our humble madhouse. I trust you'll find yourself. And I and I, and I watched that sometime after I started going to Wasteland. I was like, that is like a perfect cinema wasteland. <laughs> So every time I every time I see every time I hear someone sorry is it wasteland for the first time you leave it I get I I get that like so the whole trip Jason Stevens oh fuck nice they do their whole spiel and finally he breaks away and fucking rape Dungeon Mosey's over about five ten minutes later maybe it was a little bit later though whatever. And he says something to me. He's like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to wrestle or something? I was like, not me. Him, I'm, surprised he, I, I'm surprised he remembers you. Dude, he fucking must live that shit up. 
Because he remembers. I guess. I mean, maybe not day to day, but he remembers. <laughs> Believe me, he remembers. Because he pointed like the first time he saw me, he gave me like a point, like ah, you. I was like, oh, not me. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, he wanted to lead you back to his fucking rape dungeon. He wanted it. So I pointed to my buddy Lane, like he's the one that's going to fight you. And I'm pointing, I mean, he is three feet to my left. Yeah. And I point right at him. And 10 feet behind him is Exiled Coffin Joe. So you're sandwiched by, by Cinema Wasteland royalty, essentially. Well, it worked out because Rape Dungeon goes right past my buddy Lane and walks right on up to Exiled Coffin Joe. He's like, I heard you want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and we are just standing back, just watching this whole encounter go down where it's Rape Dungeon just trying his hardest to get Egg Salad Coffin Joe into a wrestling match. And it's the most awkward meeting of the world. Like, the, just you can't have this much awkward in one place, in one conversation. I'm surprised you didn't pull out your phone and start filming this <sighs> shit. Someone filmed it. I think Mac filmed it. Mac Brewer, you motherfucker. You've been holding out on us. If you I got think, this, you need to post this to all the gimmicks group. I think he filmed it. Someone filmed it. I remember someone filming it. It was incredible. Because obviously I did not point at him. I said, you know, this guy's talking shit on you. Right right here. Yeah. Marches right on past him to Exiled Coffin Joe. Oh, that's a good could, gimmick. Could not have worked out better. <laughs> And five minutes of them bullshitting. It was super awkward to watch. They would go their separate ways and fucking King Bong Smoothie goes and tries to schmooze on some women with his fucking beer bong. Do you think that guy's okay? No. How can that guy even remotely get an erection? He that's, can't even walk. That's exactly like if he had like all the game in the world, that dude's been drunk since. Since you've seen him, I and mean, that's seven, eight years now, he's been hammered. I don't think he's ever been sober. That's I, that's what even people were seeing him around, just walking around, and he would just stop and just start staring at stuff, but nothing in particular. Like they would say, "Oh, he, yeah, I saw him in the middle of the night walking through the parking lot carrying the bong," and he would just stop and look up at the streetlights. <laughs> because he's fucking in another dimension. I know. It's awesome, <laughs> listeners. Okay, I feel I feel like we have to do this. So this guy we're referring to, who has more AKs than than most rappers, um, we'll call him Rape Dungeon. He has a real name, but we're not going to put it out there. He'll go under pseudonyms here. Uh, Rape Dungeon, aka King Bong Smoothie, which is his wrestling name that Seth wrestled him I under. I don't get that name. I don't know where where that came from. Did did Bilzebub come up with this name? Oh, man, I hope so. Anyways, so back at the first wasteland that I had ever been at, Cinema Wasteland, folks, is a horror and exploitation film convention in Strongsville, Ohio, that happens two two times a year. And it happens at, um, it's a Holiday Inn, right? Yeah. And it's a tiny little convention, but once the convention's done, the lobby and the hotel turns into just the biggest, messiest drunk fest. 
and you just never know what's going to fucking happen there in the rooms, out of the rooms, in the lobby, how the lobby in the hotel doesn't shut it down with police. I will never know, but I'm very thankful they don't because it's highly entertaining. But anyways, Blade Braxton and I are walking around our bud, Corey Adler, as per usual, pieced out at about like 10 o'clock at night. He's had enough to drink, and his philosophy is nothing good happens after 10 o'clock. And it's true. It's true, but (laughs) that's not to say what happens isn't fun still. So Blade and I have drank a lot of whiskey to the point where we sat in on a a Bilzebub screening, one of the most racist movies I've ever seen called Scienceless Fiction. And uh, I could barely sit upright and we walk out and we're walking up and down the, the halls, Blade and I looking for a party, figuring, oh, we'll run into something, dude. There's got to be something here. This guy comes out of nowhere with his, his skull bong. <laughs> he comes up to Blade and I, who obviously look just as fucking wasted as he does. And he looks at us and goes, uh. Hey guys, you uh, want some whiskey? And Blade and I look at each other and we're like, fuck yeah, we want some whiskey. All right, dudes, come with me. I got some in my room. So we follow this guy down the hall. And like Seth had alluded to, the guy walks like he's shaggy <laughs> and <laughs> walks. He barely has his eyes open. Um, we walk to his room. He opens the door. The door opens slowly. And the room, and I, I shit you not, I remember this clear as day. I may have may have been totally trashed, but I will never forget this moment in all my life. The room looked like he had opened a portal to another dimension, like a black hole had opened. It was so dark in this room, more dark than any other place. Like, you know, that picture that that lady retrieved of the black hole millions of years away this week? That was that was this guy's hotel room at the at the fucking holiday. Inn. <laughs> I I look into this thing. I look back at Blade. I look in again and I look at this guy and go, "Nah, I'm good, dude. I don't want to get raped tonight." <laughs> and Blade shits himself. Literally downright shits himself. We just start walking away and we're about five doors down. And all we hear from this guy is. Fuck <laughs> so delayed, so delayed. So from that moment on, we called him rape dungeon because we figured that was where he get raped. He didn't actually have any whiskey in there. He just took people there to get raped. So that's the saga of Rape Dungeon. Last uh, two wastelands ago, he, he attempted via, I mean, Bilzebub was really goading him on, trying to get him to wrestle you. He put you on a figure four from the video that I saw that Bilzebub posted. Yeah, I was selling. <laughs> so there's there's the there's the ballad of Rape Dungeon. That's uh, Rape Dungeon. He is a staple. You go to Cinema Wasteland, you're going to see Rape Dungeon. You you're going to see Egg Salad, Coffin Joe. You will see him. What else? What else uh, happened? There, there was no Bills above. 
what bill didn't show up no apparently he moved to fucking texas when did that happen i don't know i i'm mad i'm just really bad about it so he's not I, coming back i don't know i, mean, I don't know I, I don't know where did he live before i don't even know where he lived new before. jersey new jersey right yeah yeah um i don't know okay moved to texas he's too far away and i'm mad because i think him and my buddy lane were, were our kindred spirits <laughs> really I why do you say I, that just just similar dudes like my buddy lane's not nearly as like an old metalhead kind of guy I just think that they would have gotten along fantastically interesting interesting yeah, so did the, uh, did the canadians show up no canadians no can crusher we have seriously, I think I am a hundred percent positive that Blade and I shut the Canadians down the last time when we sang our rendition of Crazy Nights. I might have. They might have just said, you know what? It's not worth crossing the border anymore. Nope. Our poppers are not worth being just shown up like this. Our sink wop and poppers. Yeah. And our goddamn fried chicken in the trash can. <laughs> That was the greatest hotel room I've ever walked into. I swear to God. <laughs> you have expected somebody to be lying in the corner with a fucking needle hanging out of their arm. I would not have thought it was out of place. <laughs> and I would have just kept partying in the room. <laughs> well, as long as they had uh, kiss karaoke, I, hey, you knew I was in there. That's it. Yeah. So, oh. okay. So no Canadians, no Bilzebub. No, no can crusher. No, okay. Well, last well, one I was at, Kate like Crusher right? got arrested. Right. That's what I was thinking is that maybe she's not welcome back anymore. Interesting. Uh, Hulu Hoopers were there. Oh, of course they were. Yeah. Uh, Rumler was sick, so he didn't even party. So you didn't see Rumler being held up by a woman like half his size the entire weekend? Nope. Did not, did not have to see his girlfriend be the saint of the weekend. Okay. All right. Got tired of it. So far, this is sounding like a real bummer wasteland. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, it was fun, you know, but some of the classic shit just wasn't there. What about was there a hot dog room? I saw the hot dog room people. Did they look well, at you like they wanted to knife you? Side eyed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Like, I think they remembered me from last year, and they're like, that motherfucker ate one of our hot dogs. Yeah, that motherfucker. You offered it. You offered it. Yeah, you and brought me into this. Yeah. I mean, someone's going to have to clear out that damn dresser drawer full of buns. <laughs> In relish? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so you didn't do the hot dog room. This is sounding like more of a bummer all the uh, time. The, I think the, the highlight was my buddy Lane getting shit-faced at 9, 8, 9, 9 p.m. on the first <laughs> night and just just getting entirely too comfortable touching people. Uh-oh. Uh, like starting to touch faces. Did he touch Dave Parker? He did not touch Dave Parker. I think well, Dave was probably asleep by then. Oh man, everyone's Dave, getting old. Wasn't does Dave usually go to sleep early? Nah, remember the last time I was I was pestering Dave because I think he looks like George Eastman, and I told him I wanted him to play George Eastman in my next movie. I do remember that. No, well, he didn't do it, Dave. Um, he was yelling at James from Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, and yeah. calling him various other labels. What does that mean? Like, various uh, other labels. Hey, synapse. <laughs> what label is he from? Dude, I think that's Bill from, from Blue Underground. Oh, Blue Underground. 
What movies did I buy from you? And what did James do? Uh, James was getting irritated. Yeah. <laughs> he he did start quizzing Lane, and this was funny. He was like, "Name five con- or name four continents or something." Lane, what? Antarctica, Antarctica, Arctica, <laughs> India. I fucked a girl from India, <laughs> and then just stopped. That was that was one of my favorite moments. He started uh, he started belting out fucking spin doctors in the middle of the lobby. <laughs> so this guy sounds like a fucking riot. Oh, he is a riot. He's an absolute riot. And I'll tell you what did it is that in some dusty, dirty little corner Ohio liquor store deli, we found two bottles of Topaz tequila. You ever heard of this shit? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, boy. This stuff we had, we went on a vacation to North Carolina a few years, handful of years ago when we were younger and more able to abuse our bodies with liquor. And this stuff was the absolute worst tasting shit I've ever had. So what's the flavor of this? It's like it's gold tequila and the absolute bottom shelf. It tastes like feet. And dirt. Oh boy, this sounds wonderful. It's awful, and uh, it's like five dollars a bottle for like a a fifth, you know. Yeah. And we bought. He bought it that night or that vacation. We drank the whole thing in one night, mainly just me and him. Everyone else took a sip to find out how bad it was after we had to fucking yell their names to do it. And that kind of just wrecked him for the rest of the week. Like the next four days, he sort of turned into a different person. So in the way that like. Usually Nate Rumor like transcends via drunkenness at Cinema Wasteland. Right. I guess my buddy Lane kind of descends via Topaz when he drinks it. And that was like, <laughs> as far as I know, that was the only time he ever had it. Just becomes so like a, he hit the, like he a hit fucking, brick wall and like then fucking, he would dud. He turns like a Neanderthal. Like, <laughs> after, like, like after drinking this stuff. And we have not seen it since then. It's been six, six or seven years. And we found two bottles in the just and this place wasn't even supposed to sell liquor because I guess you can't sell liquor and beer together in nope. Ohio. Nope. Well, this place said fuck that, and they had some shitty vodka and some shitty tequila along with beer, so they didn't give a fuck. And he bought both bottles, five ninety nine. <clears throat> just looking at it, I went, "Hmm, that's a very peculiar color. I don't remember it looking this clear." <laughs> uh, tasting it, it tasted very watered down. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's like an age thing that happens with tequila, but I've, I've, I don't think it is. Uh, it was still. It's probably, I wonder how long it had been sitting. Oh, it, it was shelf. covered in dust. <laughs> I like didn't have a layer of dust on it. And it was actually like, I looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is distilled in Baltimore. We can't find it in Baltimore, but this fucking Ohio <laughs> shop had it. It's so been sitting there for 10 years. There. It's been there for probably a decade. And he pounded out three-fourths of that thing on top of beers. I got to the point where he we cut him off in the lobby. Mac patted him down. He was drinking fucking Bud Light Platinums in these, like, tall, skinny cans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mac patted him down. I was like, dude, you're cut off. You're going to get beat up. You're, gonna, you're just too much. You're cut off. Yeah. This is fucking 1230. <laughs> It's yeah. still early. Like, this is before the party usually even gets going. And we turn around and we turn back around and this motherfucker's cracking a brand new BLP. <laughs> and this happens at least one or two more times where he was patted down 
And <laughs> he's pulling him out of he's nowhere. He's still pulling him out. And he's a BLP wizard. <laughs> I got to the point where I was like, hey, man, he's got this many hiding spots. Good for him. That's fucking, <laughs> That's awesome. He, he's fucking a mule. He's got yeah, him up his ass. He's got to. So he was partying. Uh, he paid for it the next day by not really doing anything until about uh, 7 p.m. Don't think he got out of bed till 7 p.m. That sounds like Blade the first time we did yeah. Wasteland. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he, you know, he had fun, did it right, but it was Jesus Christ. My God. Just a lot of the usual stuff wasn't there, unfortunately. Oh, it's too bad. So I heard you and uh, all the gimmick super fan Brian Martinez hooked up. Oh, we did. We did. I saw that man and his lovely deep voice. Yeah. Did you look longingly into his deep, dark eyes? Uh, and then I squeezed his butt cheeks. So, yes, yes, I did. So it was a proper meeting. Good. It was a proper meeting, yeah. Um, Angelique was there, just finding everything hilarious. Good to see her. Did did she try? I know the first time I met Angelique, she had a Rubbermaid tote full of vodka gummies. Did she have the vodka gummies? No, and I'm extremely let down right now. Well, I she must be getting... it out the whole fucking container. Well, Angelique, you're listening. You you let our boy down. You let a boy down. Come on, Miss Bone. <sighs> maybe maybe go. after that last the last one where some dude wanted to wanted to cornhole me, and I and I saw a fucking. Uh, Corey take a face dive into a carpet maybe she decided ah the the gummies aren't a good idea i think that sounds like a great time <laughs> like yeah it sucks for a little bit but then it's like man that's a great story yeah. <laughs> come on man it's all about the memories you know it's all oh about my the memories. oh my i'm kind God. of bummed i didn't face plan into anything this year i oh. sat in fucking john russo's new movie oh how is that not good What's it called? My Uncle John is a zombie. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, well, it's as bad as you probably think it is. Is it a movie or is it a, okay, I should, uh, is it a narrative film or is it a documentary? It's a narrative film. My Uncle be, John is a is a zombie. Yeah, it's something about like zombie sex lube and he's like a living functioning zombie. I don't remember. He stars in it? Oh yeah, he's he's like the guy in it. 90 year old John Russo. Yeah. And and honestly, he might have been the best part. And that's not, I mean, he wasn't that good. It's not good. It's not the worst movie I've seen lately, but it's not good. What else did you see? Did uh, you saw, see anything else there? No, that's it. I was going to watch the 16 millimeter uh, Pink Flamingos, but ended up just hanging out in the, in the lobby. You know, Every time they have one of these 16 mil screenings at Wasteland, you get jacked hearing about it. And then you walk into the huge room that they have it in and it's on the tiniest little screen. Yeah. The screen wasn't super big. Like we were going to, we we're going to check out the, I drink your blood screening just, just cause the cast was there and then check out the, uh, the Q and a with it. But it was packed. It was like more like I take your seat and then I drink your blood. So I'm just, I'm good. God, Ken dudes. Screens aren't that expensive. Let's get a bigger screen for Wasteland. You can just put up a sheet. Jesus Christ. You have a room that big and that many people. Let's get a bigger fucking screen. Uh, but it was a good time. Um, I watched that 
have you did you see the silence on netflix i guess nah. it premiered like last night nah what yeah. is that um think of like a really shitty netflix version of a quiet place oh yeah that sounds fucking terrible I thought there was already one of those gimmicks called Bird Box. No, that's completely different. It's the same gimmick. No, that one you can't see, right? You can talk in that, right? Oh, wow. What a difference. What a Uh, difference. Yeah, this one was kind of like a sci-fi channel version movie of of A Quiet Place. (laughs) Jesus. Nope. Hard pass. And then uh, went to see Pet Cemetery with Sean today. Okay, I need to hear about this gimmick. I've one that trailer looked like doo doo. I want nothing to do with it. Two, why the fuck do we need a pet cemetery again? Why? I don't know. There's um, no reason. So, you, so what's your report on this? You saw the trailer. You saw the movie. Okay, I heard the it's, the twist is that the little girl dies this time. Yeah, but they show that in one of the last trailers. So they. They, that's like the, the the big moment that would surprise you and they showed it in like the last trailer that they released so oh. who gave a fuck no one um the whole thing is just i think sean put it best he was like it's like they didn't read the book they were just remaking the first movie so what's the point right so it's like we don't get like what the story is about so we're missing out on the complete tone of how it should feel uh everybody involved seemed like they didn't give a fuck wow and i was talking to mark about this the other night on uh astro radio z and he was just like (sighs) he told he's he spilled the beans on everything including the double ending the the total turn at the end oh uh i mean i'm assuming with like the family yes Okay, I did, we didn't stay for after the credits, so if anything happened after that, we... we well, I have no idea. All I know, okay, listeners, all the gimmicks, you don't want the... <laughs> Crom forbid we spoil the remake of Pet Cemetery, <laughs> but I'm going to spoil it, so if you actually want to go see this worthless gimmick, I haven't seen it, so I shouldn't really put judgment on it whatsoever, but from what I've heard, it sounds absolutely atrocious. Um, maybe skip about 10 minutes or so while and that i'm being way generous we're not going to talk that long about this i don't have that much time to talk about nah um so starting now uh that supposedly that uh the wife dies he brings her back she kills him she brings him back and then the three of them are going after gage and the movie ends that's how it ends, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the order of those killings might not have been right, but it doesn't. But yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. <sighs> yep. It, it, I mean, everyone just start burying each other. There's no fucking rules to this anymore. The whole thing is fucking stupid. It's just. It's devoid of any emotion. It's. <sighs> Isn't that what made the original work? Was that yeah. it had some sort of like emotional weight behind I mean, it? The scene, the, I mean, the, the the original works for me. One whole scene makes the original work. The rest of the movie could have sucked, but that scene at the at Gage's funeral, where the father in law and and Lewis start fighting and knock the casket over. Yeah, I mean, that that scene's powerful. Yeah, 
they don't even attempt it in this movie. Like at all. Like the funeral happens and it's just okay. Girl's dead. I mean, there's you know, people are sad and crying or whatever. John Lithgow's kind of just like in the corner, just kind of like don't 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 think about it. Yeah. Don't you <laughs> Some, think about sometimes it. dead. Don't, don't don't you think about it. And Lithgow's <laughs> delivery on I like John Lithgow. I think he's a good actor. I don't think he gave a shit about this performance because some some of his delivery in this stuff is just all right, I said it. Next. Line. Yeah. Soil of a man's heart, stonier. Okay. See. Line. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and then, I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. The first hour, like the first two thirds are just like, there's nothing special, but it's just, it's here. You know, it's not offensively bad. It's nothing I'll ever check out again. And then uh-huh. like, the last half hour hits like after like Ellie, like he buries Ellie and she comes back and it just spirals into bullshit, like supernatural slasher bullshit out of like the sinister, like sinister fucking insidious type, you know, like jump scare slasher type shit. Oh, great. <laughs> just what, what is happening? Cause it went from like a mediocre movie. I wasn't into to just, this is, this is embarrassing. Uh, it's too bad. In spite of the people that did Starry Eyes. Is it? Yes. Fuck, man. I like Starry Eyes. Yep. A lot. Fuck. Yep. So wow. there, I, I poo-pooed on your day again. Wow. That's that's something. Also, the movie kind of looks real cheap. Nothing about it. Like the trailers didn't do shit. No, for me. I mean at least like the original. You get those wide shots of like the the burial ground, you know, and like the forest. Yeah. You're like, man, that's a that's a pretty sprawling area. Fucking crazy rock formations. This is all like like really tight. To I mean, even medium shots are kind of rare, and it's all just like, man, this just looks like a really shitty soundstage. Mm, well, I am really glad. I didn't use the free pass that I had to go see this. Did I tell you about the screening I had of us? No. Did you see us? Mm-hmm. I think you and I agreed on us. I think if I remember correctly on in the group, when we were talking about it, you kind of were just like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like, it's not get out by any means. Are you saying it's not a masterpiece? Oh, I don't think Get Out's a masterpiece. <laughs> are you, are you saying that? it's not the movie. best horror movie ever <laughs> that the trailer is saying? I want to meet that guy. I want to meet that guy. And I want to have a fucking leather glove in my hand so I can fucking whip, <laughs> fucking slap his ass with it. Yeah, I mean, it's good, you know? I It's just... I, don't, I expected better. Oh. what i saw yeah it was entertaining right but at two hours long it was needlessly padded it was it was way over explained at the end the twist the, the the turn at the end was telegraphed at the beginning i didn't need 10 minutes at the end of her explaining every minute detail of how they got to that point it just was too long it was just for me it was just too long and I had purposely not watched any trailers for it. Like I was, 
after get out, I'm like, okay, I'm in like Dario Geno. You don't need to show me anything. I'm going to go see it. And I don't want to know. I want to go in. Cause if it seems like, you know, he likes that kind of twisty type shit. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, meh, it's all right. Am I really like anxious to go watch us again? Not really. I think there was just too much of it that I was kind of bored with, to be honest. There was some cool social stuff in there. I think some of the themes were interesting, but as a horror movie, it's not like I haven't seen it before. Yeah. Uh, but the main thing, why I even brought it up, and maybe we'll end the episode on this, is that uh, the movie starts, and I'm with a friend of mine, and uh, she starts texting her friends, she works at a local salon and she's like, oh, my friends, uh, I was talking to her that we were coming here. My friends are showing up like, oh, cool, cool. And they show up. The movie starts and all of a sudden some jackass down at the end of the aisle starts talking on his phone. Just loudly, just like takes a phone call and starts talking on the phone. Like, no problem, no worries. Nobody's watching a fucking movie here. Somebody behind him told him to shush. Okay. Respect. This dude, still on the phone, doesn't break stride, literally goes, shut up, you pussy-ass bitch. (laughs) Somebody else looks at him and goes, come on, dude. Shush. We're trying to watch. You shut up, you pussy ass bitch. Proceeds for the next five minutes to call everyone in the theater a pussy ass bitch (laughs) at the top of his lungs. Legitimately. All I heard for five minutes was, you pussy ass bitch. You pussy ass bitch. You pussy ass bitch. Oh, God. And I'm looking at my friend Kate, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? And she's just laughing. (laughs) And her um, friend gets up and decides to go uh, talk to the manager. She comes on back, and this dude in his pussy-ass bitch tirade looks at her and goes, and you too, you pussy ass bitch. Her fiance was not having that. He got up. At this point, people had gotten Mr. Pussy ass bitch up and he was starting to walk out the theater. And her fiance walked over to him and took him behind. And I'm telling you, the, the, the pussy ass bitch dude was a good six, three, six, five. Decent build African-American man. And this dude, the fiance, was maybe five, four, five, five stocky Italian dude. Like, this dude what got knocked the fuck out. He starts, he literally starts pushing this guy out the theater. And this guy's, yo, motherfucker, you better take your fucking hands off me. And they're walking out. And you can still hear them walking down the aisle, the hallway leading out. He's like, it's because I'm a black man, ain't it? It gets oddly racial, like immediately. 
has nothing to do with the fact that the dude was flat out having a phone conversation at full volume <laughs> at the beginning of the movie for five minutes and then proceeded to scream pussy ass bitch for five minutes. <laughs> and, and everybody's just like, dude, shush, get out of the theater. <sighs> and it became really racial really quickly. And they left. And I look, thankfully, it was during a section of the movie where nothing was happening. Because the first act of this movie, nothing fucking happens in us. Absolutely uh, nothing happens. They play carnival games and ride in a car. Yeah, and they ride in a car. I look at Kate and her friend leaves and doesn't come back. I'm like, oh, that must not have went well. The movie's done. We start to leave. And there's some like 13 year old kid sitting there handing out free passes to, <laughs> to movies after it. And I'm just like, look at Kate. I'm like, okay, well, we didn't miss a damn thing, but I'll take the free pass. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, the positive from it was I got a funny story about a dude screaming pussy ass bitch and uh free pass to. Some movie, and I almost used it on Pet Cemetery, and did not go. Did not go. I'm kind of thankful I didn't go now. No, I mean, if you get a free movie out of it, make it worthwhile. Yeah, but what's worthwhile? I don't want to go see Shazam either. Really? I think Shazam looks fun. I'll wait. I can yeah, wait on that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, see, see Avengers then. Yeah, if I got to take the girls to that, they're oh. all jacked to go see the Avengers. Get a nine-hour movie out of it. So... Do I have to worry, Seth? Should I be worried about taking the kids there? Will Ant-Man fly up Thanos's butt? This is what I hear. The internet's all a rage over this, that supposedly Ant-Man flies up Thanos's butt, and that's how he defeats Thanos, and that's how we get Spider-Man back. Man, I've heard this theory, so, or this joke, whatever you want to call it, so many times. I hope Ant-Man dies in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Like shows up, hey, it's me. And they fucking go fight Thanos, like early fight or something. Thanos just fucking snaps his ass out of here. That's it. That's all we see from Paul Rudd. Seth, fucking internet blows up. Who's fucking bullshit? <laughs> Paul Rudd would beat him if he flew up his ass. Fucking never got a chance to fly up his ass. He fucking got snapped. <laughs> this is this is the joke that keeps giving Seth. This is like, hold my nuts. I love this fucking gimmick. <laughs> I love this Ant-Man up the ass gimmick. I, I love it. Entirely too much. <laughs> what if what, what if that is how the movie ends? You know, like, <laughs> will, will you lose it? Like, I, I will stand up. I will yes chant. I will clap. I, <laughs> I will give, the, I will stay there and watch it three more times that day. Oh. With the kids, the kids are going to be so pissed. They'll be malnourished. They have, they won't eat, and they'll be very confused well, and scarred for the rest well, of their okay. life. Okay, let me let me put it this way: What if that is one of the endings, but it's not the ending you get? So, what is this? A choose-your-own adventure? Yeah, apparently, Mark. I think Mark the Movie Man posted that it's going to have five endings, and each theater gets a different ending. And that you don't better know not be the truth. That I, better not be the truth. I, and you, oh, it won't be until after the movie's done that the real ending is revealed. Which one was real? Fuck that. I'm sitting Fuck through a three-hour movie. Whichever one I see is the goddamn real one. I'll tell you this. If that's if that's true, because I don't think I'm seeing it opening night. 
I didn't order any tickets, and it sounds like it's all yeah. I'll see you know sold out at this point. The next week, if I find out that that's the truth, they could eat it. I'm not paying for some choose your own adventure bullshit. Well, they say it's good to protect the spoilers. So now I'm just going to see five spoilers instead of one. Right. So, so you're telling me you couldn't decide on an ending. That's what this is. Right. That's I mean, the I dumbest get, like, thing ever. I kind of get shooting a couple different endings to like, you know, so the cast can't go, well, this is the ending and fuck it up and press. But you have the one set ending. Well, they're know. not. This is all. This is Internet hearsay. Right. They are not oh. going to release five different endings. You say that. What happens? Okay. What if what if you get Ant-Man flies into his ear and explodes him? How bummed you going to be? What a fucking when, disappointment. When that you hear be. that fucking theater down the street in Devlin. I will I will blood. get on the internets like a white blooded cis <laughs> male <laughs> cis hetero white man. I will get on the internet and I will start a change petition. I will start an online petition to get the Ant Man flying up Thanos' ass ending. You can't afford another parking ticket from Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the bartender said, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. And I said, what? He goes, why are you throwing that money out the damn bar? I says, you dumb son of a bitch. I'm getting ready for the Royal Rumble. If you're going to go on the hunt, you got to be able to run with the big boys. If he can't run with the big boys, he should get out. He shouldn't come out here. I'm telling you like it is, baby. The way they ran the business was a shit.